Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. The Crazy Talk, Crazy Topics Show, brought to you by Lordland Films, the Black Ice Chronicles, back in Cleveland DVD. So get ready for the Crazy Talk and the Crazy Topics with your host, Crazy D. Listen, listen here. Do we have a great show for you today? Uh, this is the first uh, show called uh, Crazy Talk, Crazy Topics. And do we have a crazy topic for you today? The topic for today is, was 90s music one big porn show? That's right. Was 90s music one big porn show? The telephone number to call in, 213-943-3358. That's 213-943-3358. Was, the was 90s music one big porn show? First of all, let's, let's talk about what this is brought to you by. This is brought to you by Black Ice Chronicles. Lord Land Films, the Black Ice Chronicles, back in Cleveland DVD. Streaming now on Lordland Films and also available on hard copy at Lordland Films. Just order it. We'll get it out to you as uh, soon as possible. And of course, brought to you by The Film Review. That's right. This is the gray with white letters film review shirt. Soon we'll be having, uh, well right now we have the black with white letters. You can order that right now on Lordlandfilms.com. And uh, of course, I'm your host, Crazy D. So let's go through this real quick. Let's let's talk about what was happening uh, in the '90s with you know the different music that was going on. I remember, besides R. Kelly, besides R. Kelly, which this is what this whole firestorm is about. Besides R. Kelly, we had people like H Town with uh, knocking the boots. Then we had uh, all kinds of uh, different things. Remember BBD with Doomy? And they had that line backstage, underage. I can't say the rest because, you know, we're live. You know, they might uh, kill it. Um, they had that to say. They said, yo, backstage, underage, adolescence, you know, right? And the 90s, listen, listen, the 90s was a wild time. We had all kinds of uh, situations going on. Uh, the pimp game became really big and really infiltrated into the music in the 90s and really pushed its agenda. I mean, I remember things like uh, Iceberg Slim coming up. And I remember... Um, of uh, different people interviewing different people. I remember when the uh, R. Kelly sex tape came out, I didn't watch it myself because I said, isn't that child pornography? Yeah, that's child pornography. So I wasn't watching it. I, I owned a retail establishment at, establishment at the time and uh, people came in asking for it. I said, I don't sell that because that's uh, child pornography uh, on the different pages here. Did you see the new report where they say that, um, they say that R. Kelly's, R. Kelly's, uh, R. Kelly's, uh, video, um, is being searched out on different adult sites. Have you seen that? BET just, uh, just reported that a couple of days ago. So I'm going to put the link up so that you can read that. You put it up into uh, different uh, sections on the web so that you can see that. I mean, it's like, what type of can of worms have they opened up by bringing out this documentary 
And is the documentary not doing what it's supposed to be doing? Right? Maybe it maybe it went too far. Maybe the women went too far in in their uh, quest for revenge. Is that what you could call it? Revenge. So I just put that up. I'm also going to put it in the chat because we have a uh, uh, a chat section on Blog Talk Radio. I want to put it in there too. So listen, is it something where uh, the people have, um, where the people have uh, just gone too far? Have the women gone too far? Is it a case where the women felt they were promised something and something and what they were promised or what they felt was promised didn't come through and they they committed acts to get what they thought would be promised to them and thus now that it hasn't happened and they may feel that they're in one place that uh they're in one place and that these people have advanced, the men have advanced and they haven't seen their advancement so that's why they're here now doing this, is that a possibility? I mean that is a a possibility right people Um, so let me pull this up real quick while we're sitting here Uh, here, pull up some more links for you to see here. Let me see. All right, so here's the question though. Besides, was 90s music one big porn show? Here's the question. When did all this begin? I mean, wasn't the beginning of free love and sex brought by the baby boomer generation, the same generation that's now a strain on the social security system. And they say now, because of what the people did who were the baby boomers, uh, the social security may not be solvent. And people in our generation and, and generations younger will not have the uh, chance to have social security because it's going to be ate up by the baby boomers the baby boomers didn't they bring in the free sex and love and all that in the 1960s and wasn't the 70s and 80s an extension of the 60s with the rock bands girls 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 big hair hairspray uh, spandex and bikinis wasn't BET directly influenced by MTV's Spring Break to bring BET Uncut in the 2000s. We had Uncle Luke, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, Nelly videos, remember those? Etc. Remember that? Etc. Etc. Remember that? So, was 90s music one big porn show? 213 943-3358 was the 90s music one big porn show today today are we looking back too harshly at the time when million when millionaires and billionaires were made through the creation of art because isn't music art isn't music art? Isn't art just imitating life? Should R. Kelly be held responsible for a cultural system he didn't create? Have some black women been equipped with a battery in their back to condemn black men for actions all men with money and power exhibit? Who are those persons putting the battery in their backs. Now, just yesterday there was a uh, press conference. Did you see this? It was Gloria Allred and she had um, one of R. Kelly's accusers 
up on the panel on the dais and she was saying that, you know, he threatened her and all that. And isn't Gloria Allred, in my opinion, isn't she just asking the question, isn't she uh, putting, isn't she one of the ones that has a battery in the back of these young ladies? Can people be judged for things that were done over 20 years ago? Can people be judged for things that were done over 20 years ago? Can they be judged? That's the question. Uh, multiple questions tonight, but the main question, was 90s music one big porn show? We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, 213-943-3358. Was uh, 90s music one big porn show? Gloria Allred. We don't see them going after people like... Um, We don't see them going after people like uh, Weinstein. Weinstein is about to get off on his charges, it looks like. And meanwhile, we're taking our people down. Is, can a person be judged for something that was done 20 years ago? Let, let's use the logic when, when some black people talk about reparations and and uh, things like that. They say, well, that was a long time ago. Uh, you know, you should get over it. And then you say, well, what about Jim Crow? That was just, you know, 50 years ago and still 20 years ago, we were feeling the vestiges of Jim Crow and, you know, uh, still trying to fight to get rights to have fair and equal access, and they say, well, that was so long ago, you should get over it. Should what happened 20 years ago, should people get over the fact, was 90s music one big porn show? 213-943-3358. We have a caller. Let's see what the caller has to say. Calling from 216. 216 on the line. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Uh, the question was what 90 music one big porn show. That's right. Um, in order to answer that, um, we have to see what it inspired. Okay, do you, um, are, are, you, are you on your uh, speaker phone? Uh, yeah, but let me switch, switch out. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay, can you hear me better now? I can hear you better now. Yes. So, so tell okay. us, tell us, um, was 90s music one big porn show? Uh, yeah, I believe that music had evolved to a point at that time where it had moved from love songs to lust songs. And the more of those we had, the more of those we wanted. And it kind of set the tone for what was going on in that time. And you kind of mentioned it when you talked about the pimp, pimp game being more exposed at that time. But it kind of um, went along with what was going on in the time. And so the songs were inspired and they inspired people. I bet you most people who listen to them songs, if they can remember back to what they were doing and who they were doing it with, they, they're not even with those people anymore. Mm. Because it didn't, the songs did not inspire commitment. They inspired uh, things that could, could either be done with people who were committed or most of the time people who were not committed. The words were nice but it didn't indicate anything that was lasting. Mm -hmm. So how much, um, how much responsibility do you believe that women should take for their actions 20 years ago? I, I referenced the fact that possibly, 
that uh, there were promises made or maybe the women felt that there were promises made that did not uh, follow through or were not followed through upon and they see these men go on but they feel like they're in the same place. So how much responsibility do women uh, have to take for the actions that they did as far as maybe acts that didn't have to do with what they were uh, supposed to be doing in a business realm? Um, in my opinion, and some may disagree with me, but I think that women should take all the responsibility when they make a dumb decision. Um, when you make a decision that's uninformed and or it's, it's with a motive that is greater than good common sense, um, you know, like I said, I might come off as hard sometimes with regards to my own gender because I do recognize that there's a lot of things amiss and awry there. But if you are trying, why are you trying to even enter an industry you don't know anything about? Why are you trying to do that? And why are you trying to get an easy skate in the industry? It, all industries take work if you're going to be successful. And the work that you think that it's going to take is not on your back. You got to have a mind to be able to go into something and be a boss in it. And, um, you know, listen, you know, as far as that's concerned, laying on your back to make a come up for a man behind is a dime a dozen. And all cuckoo is pink, and they all gonna bust in it. Now I'm just being honest. It doesn't matter whose it is or whatever. It's, it's gonna be the same thing, different day. So if you think that that's gonna give you a leg up, you're sadly mistaken. You have to know your business and know your business well enough to know how to become self-sufficient. And then anything that anybody else can give you can just be an addition but not something that you're solely depending on. So what what brought you to this? Uh, because you're you're a woman, correct? Of course. Yes. Uh, what brought you to yes. this? What brought you to this uh, conclusion in life that women should take responsibility for the actions they did, notwithstanding what the men what men do to them? by observation and experience until a woman takes responsibility for her part in things she will never heal from it if healing is what she needs but she will not, never grow from it and she'll continue in a life pattern of the same kind of mistake and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result you're not going to going to get a different result by doing things the same way over and over again just with a different person mm. so if you don't grab the bull by the horns and look at your own heart examine self you got to turn it on self what don't i know what do i need to know what have i done what should i not do again uh what did this decision bring me to did i come up short or did i come up in in the green or the red which is it? Right, right. Well, let me give you this real quick. So, to get, so this goes across here. We're going to give you applause. And we want to thank you for calling in. <laughs> All right, so, okay, so taking personal responsibility for what uh, you have done. I mean, I think that that's a perfect segue to get to uh, taking this here and saying that I think that people are equating getting something from another person from a male from a man getting something from a man uh, and not looking at and saying this was something that I did I engaged in this I'm going to uh, overshadow what uh I'm going to do whatever I did. I'm going to forget about what I did. And I'm just going to uh, put all the blame on the man. I have no culpability. I am a child. Even at 35, 37 years old, I am a child, right? I can't uh, um, 
take responsibility for what I did because I was a child. Because I'm a girl when I'm 33, 35, as the documentary said. Or I'm uh, underage and my, my mind can't develop, but yet I can still tell the whole story on and on. And there's all kinds of uh, craziness going on with this. Let's see, we have another caller. Let me see, uh, 216. Hello, 213-943-3358 I want to get your opinion on it So uh, what's your name 216 So we can uh, lock you in And start locking you in So that you can call back and be a regular guest I love a woman Who sits up there and says that It's not the man's fault No and I get a lot of I get a lot of black from that I always have from my friends and uh -huh. stuff when I was younger, I always seen things a different way regarding that because uh -huh. I knew we always had choices. And if you're making a dumb choice, then don't blame nobody else. You made the choice. Right, right. So what's your name? What you go by? What's your handle? Uh, my, my name is Tanya. Oh, Tanya. All right. We're going to move on to the next caller. Move on with the show. But thanks for okay. calling. All right. All right. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Bye. All right, we got another caller. Three, two, three. What's going on, two, three, two, three? Greetings. My name is uh, Professor Keating, as I was recently called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brother, 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 brother Keating. Brother Keating, how are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful life. And it's a beautiful thing to be here in Las Vegas where it's cool and cloudy, but it's not up to your knees. Okay, so before we, before I ask you the question and ask you to comment, I'm going to let everybody know that you are the natural foods, living foods, whole foods guru. You are the one who prepares meals that will potentially kill the cancer uh, scourge that's going around in people just by changing your diet from uh, protein through meat to actual vegetables, nuts, fruits. Am I correct on that? Am I giving a great, a good synopsis on that? Oh, I appreciate those kind words, and that is a good description. As we always say, okay. food is nature's most perfect medicine. So if our intention is to prevent 
prevent chronic diseases and, and acute diseases, colds and flus that prevent cancer and heart disease, diabetes, overweight, obesity, and these other related. Or if our intention is to use nutrition as our primary vehicle for healing, restoring vitality to the body, yeah, food is nature's most perfect medicine. And as you know, Brother Crazon, I study this stuff every day. Okay, so so here, here here's one for you before we get to the main question. How much of what a person eats, let's just say uh, females in particular, how much of what a female will eat will cause her to uh, act in a certain way that might be detrimental to herself, clog or uh, put foggy her brain so that she won't move in upright movement, so to speak. How much of it can you put towards what you put in your mouth? When it comes to nutrition, we can find that there are distinctions between male and female, but generally the rules apply. So as we're talking about the women in this specific case being off-centered with our behaviors, our natural behaviors, and the results that will follow the long-term results, the same rules are really going to apply to men, but let's talk about female. How much of it? I would say probably 95%. Uh, what we have come to consume as a standard American diet is not fit for human consumption and is not a complement to our best actions, our best thinking patterns, our best highest brain and intelligence functioning. There's a critical part of the brain called the hippocampus. The hippocampus is the center of memory and learning and is connected to all other parts of the brain, including the prefrontal cortex, which lets us know what is the long-term consequence of what I do today. And we do know it is a fact that the extremely high sugar, fat, salt, and uh, chemical-based nature of the American diet negatively impacts the hippocampus through a function of the creation of a hormone called BDNF. And so therefore, when we're consuming these foods that throw off our intelligence, our, uh, our creativity, and our basic brain function, we're definitely going to see a result in base behaviors. And when the, with the subject that you've taken on today, I think it is really the description of base behaviors. We're not acting as higher functioning intelligent creatures, but we're acting really just like biological species So you are truly what you eat. That old adage. You are what you eat and so much more. You are what you breathe, the liquid you take in, your thoughts, your detoxification, the people that you associate with. And of course, you are your behavioral patterns that are known in the world around you. Okay, so now here, here's the question. In your opinion, was 90s music one big porn show? We, to too great extent, yes, it became that. I began documenting this impact over our culture and our behaviors. Um, really, in ooh, I published a, a significant paper in the early 90s, and it was called um, The Trojan Horse Analysis. 12 reoccurring negative themes in popular rap and hip-hop videos and we de de definitely determined one of these 12 patterns among these 12 patterns was a hyper-sexualization of our child-bearing age population later when I started incorporating that historical document because it really was groundbreaking I started incorporating it into my larger um, studies, which became my book, Mind Control, we realized that this was being done as a deliberate strategy against black people in America, ultimately as a population control strategy. A population control strategy. So what was that? To, yeah. to uh, uh, bring down the population or was it to increase a population into more of a slavery class. Mm, I don't know. I'm glad you introduced that second thought. Ultimately, 
usually only referred to this as population control, meaning shrink our numbers, our babies that we were having, because as early as 1937, demographers were predicting that somewhere in the middle or latter part of this century, the 21st century, America would have a non-white majority, and that black people would be the dominating population in America, and of course that fed their greatest fears. So by 1944, we already see strategies coming out that would limit black population growth and birth in this country. Eugenics is what we've come to know it as by now. But then you introduce the second factor, which is constricting the growth and development of a people, in this case, our people, by altering cultural patterns and environmental exposures that would be common within those people. And so you are right on point. You're asking some very good questions, because I think you understand by my response. The answers to these complex social, political, economic issues can sometimes be rather long answers. And I try not to become too technical when giving my responses, even though there's a lot of technical data that needs to be examined if we're to truly comprehend and master these topics. Mm -hmm. So uh, one last thing, then I'm going to uh, let you go. I thank you for calling in. So this is the last thing. I always say that there is a root cause. And until we get to addressing, totally addressing the root cause and not trying to run away from it like some sometimes we do. There's a root cause to all this. We can trace all of this back to the plantation, the food consumption, the way women's and men's bodies, black bodies were used to recreate a slave system the use of jubilee to uh, bring about here, here some joy within captivity and it will keep you dormant and docile. How close am I to getting to, in your opinion, in your study, how close am I in getting to what this actually, what's actually happening here with the music? Mm -hmm. you, you, you hit on something a very, very powerful theme that there is this root cause, this foundation. Yeah, I'm gonna reemphasize the point. It's more complex than what we have been educated to understand. There was a very valuable book that came out in 1944. The largest study of black people in America ever conducted was from a Swedish Nobel Prize winning scientist. It was commissioned and paid for by the Carnegie Foundation, Andrew Carnegie. It was delivered to the president of the United States during the Second World War, all of that very meaningful. The book called An American Dilemma, The Negro Problem in Modern Democracy. Maybe one day you and I can get together to discuss this 1,436-page book and the ramifications for our fate and our destiny that are truly meant. It truly was a blueprint for genocide. But one of the key points the author made is that our situation is complex by a bunch of interconnected social, economic, political, lifestyle patterns. And that ultimately, these kind of feed each other. So if we have a big thrust in economic activity, but we don't have a concomitant thrust in health and education, yes, we may be making a lot more money, but we're going to spend that money on being sick because we have not educated ourselves enough to stay healthy and keep that money working for us. Unfortunately, Brother Crazon, that is what's occurring in the United States right now and one of the primary factors why there is no intergenerational wealth, wealth transfer for black people. Because we're so sick that in the last year of life, on average, we turn over $60,000 of family wealth to the medical pharmaceutical drug complex. Brother Crazon, I'm so glad you're doing what you do. I'm so glad you allowed me this moment to Oh yeah, I appreciate you. And uh, let me give you this right here before we uh, move on to the next caller. I want to give you this right here because you are valuable in the community. And we want to give you that right there, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to move on. I appreciate you. And uh, we appreciate what you do. And I'll tell them how they can see more of you after we disconnect, okay? Good, good, good. Thank you for what you do. Hey, let's get together real soon. We need to feed together, my brother. Peace to you. Peace.
All right, so you know you can see him on interviews of consciousness. We have that on uh, SoundCloud. Interviews on consciousness. You just go to uh, SoundCloud uh, forward slash Crazon dash Dion C R A Y D E E slash D E Y O N Crazon C R A Y Z O N dash D E E Y O N, and you will be able to see us there. Uh, uh, Tanya Congress says he's right. All right, so uh, we have another caller uh, calling in from 662. And remember, the question is, was 90s music one big porn show? 213-943-3358. And let's click up here, uh, 662. Hey, 662, where are you calling from? Hi, I'm calling from Hey, how you doing? Are you on your speakerphone? Yes. Can you come off your speakerphone so we can hear you clearly? Okay. Okay. Is that right. better? Yeah, that's way better. And what's your name? Uh, Charlene. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Charlene? Uh, so here's the question: Was '90s music one big porn show? Um, I think that '90s music was kind of like. The early 60s, you know, they had free love and they were more open, you know, kids to be more open-minded. Flash, flash forward, fast forward 30 years later, it kind of like um, the result of that. Like the end result, I think it was just like people just being more open-minded, more free will, more taking control of their sexuality. Um, I wouldn't say porn, but I would say uh, we were loose. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, I think, I don't, know, I don't think I would call it poor. I would just call it just the result of sexual freedom and just uh, young people explore that, whatever. Do I think go too far sometimes? Yes. Do I think we could be a little bit more constrained? Yes. And then, um, you know, we would have the result of me today is like everybody just we will do whatever you want to do nowadays. So, so um, I don't know. This is my um, opinion. I just think the, that maybe um, we just result of what happened, like finally getting that freedom and doing what we, we wanted to express ourselves. But I wouldn't call it porn. Well, do you remember um, BET Uncut? You know, they had the uncut videos. That's what he said. Uh huh. What is that? I said, do you remember? Okay, yeah, uh, do you remember BET Uncut with the videos where they had basically it was a, a, a Uncle Luke fest for uh, three hours uh, after after hours on BET about three p.m. I mean three a.m. in the morning they had uh, BET Uncut and they would show all the videos. Yeah, I mean, I do remember that. Like, I, <laughs> I would say some of the things maybe, you know, did go a little too far. But, I, like I said, I think that's just a result of, you know, just, you know, especially, you know, finally getting, not being so oppressed with sexuality and everything. And like I said, some things, you know, I went too far. Um, and maybe we could tighten up a little bit, but I really just, I, I wouldn't say porn. I would just say, Maybe uh, more got a little moose or whatever. <laughs> let's, let's unpack that for a minute and let's uh, look at it. You said that you wouldn't call it porn, but it was kind of uh, uh, morals got loose a little bit. How much was it? Because I remember coming through that time and I remember as a child in the 80s, all we saw was when we saw Daisy Duke, we saw this bony woman on uh on with uh, next to the general lee we saw racism jumping across the screen and black people were hooked on the dupes of hazard just some good old boys we were hooked we would watch that we didn't even know what the general lee i'm sure people in the south knew but parents in the north weren't necessarily teaching that we should have been looking at that general lee 
and saying, that's a Confederate flag. And if some black people were on the show, they would have been calling them the N-word and get out of here N-word. But anyway, so my point, I just, let me reel myself back in. I went on a tangent for a minute. But when I remember, right. when I remember think that show was sugar-coated, right? Right, but what I remember about first seeing women when Uncle Luke came out with what he did, uh, there was an album before where they were in a hot tub and a woman was standing over him and she had his cellulite and there was nothing wrong with that. Then they came out with the record Nasty As They Wanna Be and then that would, took the uh, Supreme Court and all that. But when I saw black women, I'll say thank you as a person coming through saying finally I don't have to keep looking at these Europeans. Now we can push our women to the forefront and I don't know if women necessarily got the understanding that that was what that was for. So I just need to unpack this a little bit. Did, in your opinion, women realize that men at that time, black men in particular, were giving homage to black women's build, what black men finally got a chance to see? I think like, okay, that's part of we were given to a trend finally able to express ourselves but we want to go oh, I'm sorry yeah I'm here I'm I think we're I think we're just giving it to like like I say like freedom of expression and I think we didn't go the right route always mm-hmm. I, I don't think we went the right route always I think that we could have um, sat back and thought about it some more, but we were so happy to be able to do this, this, and this, and just be able to say, hey, a black woman's pretty like this, a black woman's beautiful. We just didn't, we didn't go about it in the right way all the way. But I still say, I don't know, it's just, I would say to me, like, it's more soft porn or more loose now than it was back in the 90s. Oh, and boy, so, every, every I don't know. I, I think we're so busy battling the right to be able to express ourselves do we want to do music that we went we, we didn't think about the so the totally think about the social impact that we'll make later, years later, or even at that moment. Okay. Thank you for your call. I'm gonna uh talk about your point after we disconnect because I, I wanna unpack that a little bit. But thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay, Africa, thank you. Um, she said that we did not value or think about the consequences of our actions, and that's that's really that, that that's really something to say, and that's really something big to think about. That in the midst of trying to show homage to something that we would destroy, what we were trying to um, show love to. That what we what we loved we somehow destroyed. Okay, we got three one three on the line. Three one three. How are you? Where are you calling from? How you How you doing, crazy D? This is the Diva Diva Comedy from Detroit, Michigan. Now she lives in Las Vegas. How you oh, doing? Oh, how you doing, Miss Diva? How you I doing? I had to weigh in. I just happened to run through there and catch you. And um, I like the title you're talking about, man, dog. You're right. Back in the 90s, it's hard to say if it was porn. Because like you say, we had the vanity stick. Do you think I'm a nasty girl? And in Detroit, we even had that dance to freak. And somebody was getting hurt over that. You see? So it's kind of, I don't know if back in the 90s or now it's worthless. Because back then, we was doing the freaking everything in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they had so many nasty records out there. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, I, I don't, we never thought about it as porn, but it was some freaking stuff going on. Especially when Luke came in there. Yeah, when Luke came in. But uh, when, when you were right. when you were immersed in it, did you did you enjoy dancing to those records? Just asking this question. Did you enjoy it? Oh, dancing? You know what? It's fun. Yes, because you know what? To this day, crazy D, that's why I can dance 
like a young person because that's all we had in Detroit was music and dancing. So yes, that's what we grew up on. And you see it, most people you see from Detroit, Michigan know how to handle that dance floor. And, and, and people look at me being 54, I handle that dance floor like a 20 year old because that's what we did in Detroit, we danced and music. So yeah, it was the thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, when so you we, were never, in we never looked at it as foreign, but the one time when somebody actually got shot and hurt by doing that dance to freeze, somebody got hurt in Detroit. We had a few incidents in Detroit off of that, that, that record and that dance. That you know what I'm saying? That had to do with relationships like men or women being uh, kind of uh, tight over their man or their woman dancing with another man or woman. Is that what it was? Well, no. You know what? You're right. You're right. Because they were doing the freak. And remember when the freak was just a the dance to do? Right. And that's exactly what it was. It that was, was the freak. That was, the, that was chic, right? That was chic. Yep. Yep. You know what you're talking about. There you go, baby. Right, right, right. Chic. Yeah. So, so uh, I have a question. Uh, people often talk about, and I'm going to ask you because you, you're taking us to a period in the 70s. And so uh, I'm going to ask you this question and see uh, what your opinion is on it. A lot of people often say that the generation before it was so much better. And I uh, alluded to that the 60s was the free love period. So how could it be? But anyway, so you come through the 70s and then they say, when every generation seems to say that the next generation is oh so worse than the previous generation, but there were songs like the stylistics, you're a big girl now, no more daddy's little girl. And they say no more pigtails in your hair, no more silly looks with childish stare, basically no more dumbness in the things you say. And I unpacked that song on the film review talking about how uh, Basically, when do little girls get pigtails out their hair and then this grown man is singing to him saying, you're a big girl now, no more daddy's little girl. So this is smack in the 70s when people were saying there was more respect for women, more respect for girls, more black love for each other. But here's a song that sits right there in stark contrast to... uh, what they say so has there does each generation get worse in your opinion or is it just the same just new lingo and language that the previous generations don't understand actually it is get worse it did get worse because like you said back then we didn't have all this it was it was black love everybody was really loving we didn't have all this going on with the little girls and messing with the young black girls and stuff so it was accepted then. But now, no, I, I, no, I would say no. No, it was worse. That's it. Yeah. It was worse back then? Worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then? No, it was it's worse now. Oh, it's worse now? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's worse now. Yeah, back then, back then, like you said, we didn't have all this. And now, you know, we never thought we would see this. So of course it's worse now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's worse now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're yeah. going to move on, but thanks for your phone call. Came a long call. way. Huh? Thank you, pardon. I said we came, we even came a long way from back then. It ain't like it used to be, B. Yeah, it's not like it used to be, but it can be better. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. We can get better with things. Like you said, you know, um, uh, back then when all... You know, they didn't have a whole lot of beat calling in these songs. Now nah, it's a regular thing to have, you know? So yeah, you guys really got to work it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to move on. Thanks for the call. Have a good one. All right. All right. Take care and thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's unpack that for, let's unpack that for a second here. Um better then than now always um, just just being a person who uh, 
looks out and looks back and checks things out that were happening. Um, I think I think everything is the same. And let let me let me expound upon what I'm saying here. Everything uh, is basically the same. It's just about how exposed it is. You know, there were always places where you knew, uh, my mom told me this, there was always places that you knew in the city where you where people went to uh, get drugs, prostitution, all that, boom, boom, boom. You knew that. You knew where those places were and you knew to avoid those places. And I think that in this high tech push with the internet and uh, all that, now it's all out in the open, now it's put right there to you. And now it's as if the internet has become somewhat like the street. And so you know places on the internet to go and places on the internet not to go. And that's your choice to go there or not go there. And I think that that's really what's going on um, with this situation is I don't think that it's any better because if you open the Bible, the Bible tells you the same stories that are happening now and that's in book form, but people have to read. They have to read the Bible. What's going on, I.C. Jones? I see you checking in. Call up uh, 213-943-9. 3358 213 The question is, was 90s music one big porn show? And I'd like to hear from an artist's point of view. 213 uh, Shout out to I.C. Jones. I see him checking in. Um, but I think it's, it's all the same. Uh, I just posted uh, something um, by, back in 15, Hip Hop Wired posted uh, the top uh, 16 most notable BET Uncut videos. And the reason why the question is, was 90s music one big porn show? is because it seemed like it was porn, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe when you saw videos like Girls, Girls, Girls in the 80s, the decade that came before, Maybe it wasn't considered porn because there were bony European Americans in the video. Have you ever noticed that whenever you're watching something, they will show all of the European uh, women. And when they get to the black woman, the camera switches as if she's indecent or they used to have the uh, freak me videos out and they would, and they would just show like uh, um, women walking and then the police would stop them and tell them they would have to put clothes on but they're at a beach and they're walking and whenever there's other events you know people are walking down and they tell them they don't say anything to them so I think it's a double standard there as if the uh, black woman's body is uh, pornographic so was 90s music one big porn show now, what I'm getting ready to uh, post right now is an example of what was happening in the uh, in the 90s into the 2000s because we moved from the 90s into the 2000s and then that's where um, the glorification of the pimp game really came in right then in the 2000s, uh, not uh, casting any aspersion on it one way or the other, not positive, not negative, just saying what it is. And one of the uh, main people that pushed in, it came in from the late 60s into the 70s, was a man named Iceberg Slim. Iceberg Slim, have you ever listened to Iceberg Slim? Slim, where Ice-T and Ice-Cube got the ice in their name from, Iceberg Slim. There are a lot of lessons in Iceberg Slim, and I think a lot of times people take 
lessons that are being put in the music, into art, into written word, into videos, and they they only extract the glorification and they don't look at the message that's being put forth in the music, in the video, in the art, in the book. Uh, because, you know, we are a message-filled people. 90s music. Was it one big porn show? Was it one big porn show? That's the question. Have uh, Gloria Allred tell it just by what she's doing, my opinion. She's saying it was, but they're not going after those who uh, have traditionally harmed harmed us. Now, my point in this is that there's a through line. There's a through line that goes back to the plantations. The plantations had not only studs and uh, using women as uh, for for just reproducing. You know, black women, not 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 human beings, not considered human beings, but animals. Then you have the uh, living condition. Then you have the uh, food conditions. Uh, what what they had people eat. All of this is coming from back then. When you study it, all of it's the same. The way the patty rollers did what they do, it is the same. So when people start to say this is police brutality or they start to say there are, uh, what do they call it, um, food deserts, or when they say that men are, are having relations with women and then they are walking away from the women, all of this can be traced back to the plantation. All of it, all of it, right? What they don't talk about is that the still majority population in this country, it is happening every day in their populations. And I will be remiss if I didn't speak on the fact that everything that you see happening in the black community is happening in the larger, uh, larger majority still in this country right now. Is happening to them and they're walking away from their women they're they're using them as sexual objects etc 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 and my main point is that Gloria Allright should focus on getting all of them and let us deal with our Bill Cosby's our R. Kelly's uh, and whomever else we should deal with ours and you deal with yours was 90s music one big porn show and the answer that I have to give after putting out all of the facts uh, is no it wasn't it was a an appreciation that went as one of the callers, Shanine, said, it was uh, an appreciation of the black woman that went kind of off the rails. It went once the freedom came to be able to do it and once the uh, availability of money came into play and being able to push through and be able to push through and then to be able to show what you like um, it then pushed and went slightly too far. And that that's uh, the way it is. And now, because there's been so much pushback from the very people who were being glorified, though maybe just a little uh, misled in the glorification and going a little bit too far again, I will say that again, but being there has been such a pushback from those who were being glorified. Now, when you watch videos, you see the 1980s chicks with the with the pump hair, with the uh, hairspray, 
being uh, glorified in videos. And it's really, it's really a strange situation. It's only a certain group of people who still stay true and make sure that they represent and put black women in their videos. So it's a strange, it's a strange situation coming from out of the 90s because the 90s was wild, man. The 90s were wild, but then they came from the 60s being wild, right? And now we are in this period where everything is on the internet. Everything, you can go to Instagram, you can go to YouTube, you can go to Facebook, and you see these things going across the airwaves and the 90s wasn't porn. Uh, it wasn't, the music wasn't porn, it wasn't soft porn. It was just an expression that was put out in the forefront and pushed across the world uh, globally that were conversations that were usually in-house between a man and a woman and the love that they expressed for each other and then it went a little bit too far. That's all. So was 90s music porn? No, it wasn't. And so that's where we'll leave this conversation. We'd like to thank people for calling in to the first uh, crazy, uh, the crazy talk crazy topic show uh, we got a lot of information put across uh, also and a lot of varying thoughts that keep the dialogue going and that's what we want we want the dialogue to keep going we want us to keep pushing forward and not inch back but we have to begin to say to people leave our people alone we will deal with our people you deal with your people. When we see multiple arrests, when we see uh, not only arrests, but indictments, then convictions of those who have been doing it for years in Hollywood and doing it for years uh, uh, offsets in Hollywood and doing all kinds of uh, pedophilia and all that, when we see those people get prosecuted and put away and not just get slapped on the wrist, then maybe we would trust you, but the system has been shown to be one that will put us and imprison us and put us under for things less than what the still right now majority culture is doing. So in the end, again, was 90s music one big porn show? No, it wasn't. Because black people aren't a porn people. We're a creative people. Someone else took what we created and packaged it to make it pornographic. So I always focus on those who, who, who push who make it, who pornographically uh, put pornographic tags on things and say, this is pornography. It wasn't pornography, it was creativity that was then packaged and said to be, to try to degrade a people, but it wasn't. And, you know, everyone has their own opinion, but this has been the first episode, again, of Crazy Talk, Crazy Topics show. I'm Crazy D, your host. And go back, rewind, listen to some of the information that was put out to you. I love when people call up and we're able to exchange ideas. And we'll see you uh, next time. Let me uh, close it out here as we're still working this out and getting the kinks out of everything. Going live and uh, uh, simulcasting on Three formats, Block Talk TV, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget, this has been brought to you by the Black Ice Chronicles Back in Cleveland DVD. Back in Cleveland DVD. Listen, this actually tells the story of something that what we're talking about because the Black Ice Chronicles tells uh, situations that are true to life. And this is what 
this particular DVD is about. Available for stream on lordlandfilms.com. Also hard copy on lordlandfilms.com. We'll get it right out to you. And don't forget, we have the black with the white letters, the film review shirt available right now on lordlandfilms.com. And um, we're closing out now. This has been robust. I love it. Uh, we'll be back with another crazy topic next time. Let's close this out right here. You've been listening to the Crazy Talk, Crazy Topic Show on Crazy D Radio on Blog Talk Radio. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. for more Crazy Talk, Crazy Topics with your host, Crazy D, brought to you by LordlandFilms.com.